Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, it says this. It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, here we go, here it is, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in human or in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each, but each of you to the interest of others. Now watch this last verse. In your what, everybody? In your relationships with one another, have the same mind as who? It's Christ Jesus. That's the word of God today. Let's pray over God's word. Lord, we're holding your word in our hand. And we believe that it to be truth, that it to be eternal truth. And we believe, God, that if we will practice your word, it will change our lives for the good. And, Lord, we believe that your word says that we can have power and that, Lord, nothing is impossible for you. So today we receive your word, we believe your word, and we will practice your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Here we go. If you don't have a Bible in your home, please feel free to take that one with you. Just We want every home to have a Bible in it. So. Amen. And so, uh, again, today we're excited to be here with you today because we're continuing our series that we started out called Happy Habits for Marriage, That's everybody. Right. And what we found out is these habits, Rhonda, not only are good for just marriages. That's right. They're not only good for marriages, but if you're single here today, you can take these habits and use it in that in your life. If you're a parent today, you can take these habits and use it with your kids. So, hey, it's not just for just the married people. It's for all relationships. You can take these habits. And also, Jeff, we want everybody to know that uh, we're speaking from now to your in your future we're not looking back to your past at all that's went on in your past no guilt today because today we're just talking from now forward absolutely Amen. and Rhonda you brought our marriage box I out again I did bring it out again you know we said you that uh our marriage box if we we think we come down that aisle and it's filled with all the things we hope for that would have forever like love and and happiness but we found out that our box is really comes empty right. we have to put into it that's right. So love is in people. Mm-hmm. It's not in marriage. Mm-hmm. Romance is in people. It's not in marriage. Friendship is in people. It's not in marriage. And so we have to put into marriage if we want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. And then in every relationship, not just marriage as well. So today we want to give you, remember, we want to do a little review with you. We call these happy habits for marriage. And the right. first ha- habit that we had was be responsible. And right. does anybody remember what our statement was about be responsible? I am response able. Let's say that again. You ready? I, I am, am response able. That means I'm able to choose my response. So I can't say, you make me that way. You make me do that. No, you don't. I'm able to choose my response. And then so the we're sec- able to put that in our box. Yeah, then the second habit that we learned was start with the end in mind. And we were saying something last night, or last week, I should say. We were saying something last week. It seems like last night. It seems like it went that fast. 
But it's, it's this, remember? I put first things first. Let's say it. I put first things first. Now, remembering these habits, I hope you're writing them down, putting them somewhere you can see them, because it will change your life once you practice them. Now, today we want to talk to you about the third habit, and that is think win-win. Think win-win. Now, let me explain this to you. Thinking win-win is this, is that, you know, I'm, if I'm going to think win-win in our relationship, that means that I've got to think what, not only just what's best for me, but also what's best for you. Not only what's important for me, but also what's important for you. Right. That's thinking win-win. So we want to give you uh, a couple of scenarios here. There's about four of them that you want to remember when it comes to thinking win-win. The first one is on your outline is win-win. What is that? And win-win simply on your outline is it's not your way and it's not my way. It's the best way. Right. You hear that, everybody? It's not your way and it's, it's not my way. It's the best way. And then the next one is really important uh, because this is the one that I, I basically grew up believing was this. It was, it was always about win-lose. I didn't know this term, but win-lose means this. It means that I get my way and you don't get your way. Because I always think my way is the best way. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody's moving <laughs> right now. Right, right everybody? I, I think my way is the best way. So, so what I found out is, you know, this is the kind of person that could say it's my way or the highway. And most of the time, they're on the highway by themselves. Yeah, right. Right? And so I had to learn that, you know, you can't think win-lose. You can't do that. And then someone with my temperament does this one, lose-win. It means that I will give you what you want just to keep the peace. But then we found out that's not true peace at all is when you're always giving up. And then the last one is lose, lose. And that means that we both get that, get back, like we're gonna get even. We're gonna get back at each other. That neither one, if I can't win, you're not gonna win either. Right. So we're both gonna be lose, lose. And you know, this is like in the, if, if a person's getting divorced and you know they have to sell all of the stuff and split it in half, and it'd be like the husband taking the car that's worth $10,000, selling it for $100, so each person only gets 50. And that's just an, a, a get back attitude. Mm -hmm. It's a lose-lose attitude, and nobody wins at that. Right, it's lose-lose. Everything that we're talking about here has to do with being impatient, impatient. Let me give you a visual what it, mean, what it might look like when we get impatient. It would be like you taking this plant and you, you planting it in your flower garden or in a, in a flower pot and you, you, make this, you put this plant in the flower, flower pot and you just can't wait for it to grow and, and you water it and you even put your little miracle grow on there. You know, you do all of those things, but it's not growing as fast as you think it should. So therefore, you just rip it, you just pull it up and you look at the roots and see how the roots are doing. Mm -hmm. And then you put it back down and it has to start all over again. And that's exactly what happens in our relationships. When we get impatient with each other and we start thinking, you know, it's going to be win-lose or, or lose-win, but we want to think win-win. So today we want to teach you another statement, and it's coming up on the screen. We want you to say this with us today. You ready? Come on. I, I think win-win. Let's say it again. I, I think win-win. So that means that what's important to you is important to me. Right. I think win-win. So we're going to give you four things today that we really think are going to help you. And the first one is this. Number one is this. Seek to understand your spouse. Seek to understand your spouse. Now, before I give you this, Rhonda, can I tell a joke here? I guess you can. Oh, here we go. 
We might not laugh, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Did you hear the one about the guy that was, you know, him and his wife were just struggling and they, he was out walking on the beach trying to just clear his head. And, and so he was out there and just kicking the sand around and all this stuff. And all of a sudden he hit a, hit a bottle mm -hmm. and he reached down and picked up that bottle and dusted off. And when he did, a genie pops out of the bottle. And the genie says to him, sir, you are the lucky person. You get to ask me one wish. You can have anything you want. The fellow said, well, I tell you what, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I don't like to fly and I don't like to get on the ship. So I'd like for you to build me a highway from here to Hawaii. And the genie said, well, sir, that is, that's impossible to do. He said, do you have another request? He said, absolutely. My wife and I are having difficulty now. Would you please help me understand women? He said, sir, would you like that highway four lanes or two lanes? <laughs> you know what I say to that, ladies? We got to keep it interesting, don't we? <laughs> you will never figure us out. We're going to keep you guessing. Two lane or four lane. <laughs> yep. So look what he says in Philippians 2 and 2. Look at this. Would you read these three words with me? Let's read them out loud. Being like-minded. Being like-minded, that's what win-win is. Having the same love, being in one spirit and one purpose. Again, being like-minded means what's important to you has to become important to me. Mm -hmm. And that's what it means. Again, the golden rule, Matthew 7 and 12, look what it says. He, in Matthew, it says, do to others as you would have them do to you. Mm -hmm. In other words, I've got to understand what it is that Rhonda really needs from me before I can do good for her. I can't do good. Sometimes, we'll talk about this in a second, but sometimes my good intentions, my do-good moments turn out not to be so good if I don't understand her. And so that takes us to the next phase of this. Right. So we have to understand what fills our spouse's love tank. So what is it that makes them feel like they are loved? Well, there's a tool that we came across many years ago, and it's still good today, and it's still important today, and it's the five love languages. If you've never heard of the five love languages, I want you to, I encourage you, it's a book, you can get it and read it, but I'm gonna tell you those five love languages right now. The first one is words of affirmation. Now this means that you feel good when somebody compliments you. That's how you feel love, when somebody gives you that compliment. The next one is physical touch. You feel really good when your spouse or a family member comes and they hug you, or they put their arms around you, or they hold your hand. Mm, come on Just now. It makes you feel so good. Now we got a little more time to go uh. here, so be careful. <laughs> and then the next one is you uh, receive love, uh, by receiving gifts. That's how you feel love is when you receive gifts, a thoughtful gifts that somebody put effort into. They thought about you and they gave you this gift. It really makes you feel good. The next one is quality time. You feel really good when you spend that one-on-one -on -one time together. Just being together makes you feel loved. And number five is acts of service. You feel really good when someone goes out of their way to take something off your hands, your daily workload. Jeff, that means when you get, grab that vacuum cleaner or that mop, wow, that's really good right there. You get points for that. <laughs> But yeah, we, you know, so we have to figure these out because here's the thing is we tend to show love the way we want to receive love. And if I'm always showing Jeff the way that I want to receive, like mine is quality time and acts of service. It's not his. You probably can guess what his is because I was doing this and yeah. all that. And you were, you're doing man, good. Jeff, you're the number Woo! one. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> 
But see, we have different ones. And we tend to show, like I just said, love the way we want to receive it. But you've got to learn what your spouse wants. And you have to go out of your way. It's not normal for you to give love that way. But you have to figure it out and show it that way. Yes, yeah, so we jacked this up. <laughs> because we didn't attend a church like you're attending right now that loves you and wants your marriages to grow. So we take time out of the year to make sure that you understand this because we did it. And so, again, my love language, as you've heard Rhonda say, is uh, physical touch and words of affirmation. Hers is acts of service. Uh, she loves that. And then hers is quality time. So let me just show you how this played out in our home. So in order, when Rhonda and I, of course, uh, you know, got married and was dating, I would, uh, especially after we got married, you know, I would go up to her and I would just give her a big hug and just hold her, just squeeze her. And I mean, like one second in, she's MMA tapping out. <laughs> you know, like if you ever watch MMA, that's what they do. When they give up, they're tapping out. Uh, and I'm like, what's wrong? She said, I can't breathe. <laughs> You're smothering me. And I was like, really? And I was so offended because I was like, you know, uh, you know, I would hug her. I'd go to hug her and she would tap out every time. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know, I really thought something was wrong with her. <laughs> I thought because don't we think that when people we think that everybody thinks like we do mm -hmm. and so I thought something was wrong and you know mine is uh, again uh, physical touch and so I would uh, you, we'd be riding in the car you know somewhere and and uh, I would want her to you know touch me I thought okay well if she you know she really loved me she'd be holding my hand right now you know she'd be holding my hand so in the car we go somewhere I put my hand up on the console right there in the center and you know <laughs> And she wouldn't even pay attention. So by the time we got to where we was going, like we was riding about an hour, by the time we got there, I was mad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was ticked off. I was like, I was just really mad. And so I would get out, slam the door. And she's like, what's wrong? I said, nothing. Because see, I thought this was quality time together, right? I was enjoying the scenery and all the things that's going around. This is great. So I was filling her tank, but mine was empty. And so now, you know, let me just say this to you. You know, I remember, hold, I remember trying to hold her hand. We'd go walking somewhere. I tried to hold her hand and about two minutes in. She said, my hand's sweating. <laughs> but what I, so what I, what I want to, we want to tell you is this, is that your love language is important. Right. And, and listen, many times your spouse will forget about it and you will forget about theirs. And so you have to do a constant reminder and so, listen, after being married for 35 years and knowing this stuff for 20 years, we still have to remind each other. So you know how to remind Rhonda that, hey, I'm not getting what I need right now? Is we're driving in the car, and she's looking out the window, enjoying we're having quality time. She's just enjoying that we're together. She feels so loved. And here I am, my tank's going. And so I put my hand up on the console, and I like a happy hand. <laughs> And then I grab it. She does. Oh, it's like, she oh. does. It's all good. Thank you, Jeff, for going on this trip with me. Yes. I appreciate it so much. Yes. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is this sounds so silly. It sounds so silly, but it is the glue that begins to hold things together. Mm -hmm. This is how, you know, I used to never understood how good people that loved each other could, get to, could go separate ways. And that's the reason is because we don't fill each other's love tank. 
And not only with the couples, but also with our children. Yes, with our kids. You know, the, we know they have a love language, and we have to learn what their love language is as well and give it to them. Because, again, we drift to who we are, and we have to constantly remind ourselves of what, they are, what our spouse, what their love language is. I know a couple that's done this, and they were uh, years ago. They went through the love languages with us, and she put a reminder on there, it, her husband was physical touch. So she put him a reminder about three times a day to hug him, give her husband a hug. And the husband saw this and was offended that she had to be reminded to hug him. <laughs> but I wanna say yay, yay, because it was not natural for her. And she wanted to make sure that she was giving him the, uh, what he needed to fill his love tank. So she put a reminder on there. So, hey, listen. Put it on your phone. And if you see it pop up on their phone, don't you get mad. You, you just say, thank you so much because you're thinking about me because we want to have win-win. So where's your phone at? Oh. <laughs> I need to do a little, put something on that calendar. I'm so bad about leaving my phone everywhere too. So, but hey, we have a next step for you too. It says, I will ask my spouse to help me understand their love language. So we want you to check that on your connection card, but also in your program, uh, we have a place where you can go and take the five love language quiz. It doesn't take that long and you can find out. If you've never done that, please do that. And then think about your kids as well, not just your spouse, think about your kids because again, this can help you in every relationship. Yes, and so remember what we're saying, everybody? Remember those words we said, you ready? I, I think, think win-win. Let's say them, ready? I think win-win. So if you're going to think win-win, you've got to begin to know, begin to discover what is my spouse's love language, and then do I show that? Because if you're attracted to them, probably it's not the same as yours, all right? And so, again, Rhonda, I learned, I remember, let me say this, we'll move on, but I remember going to the gym because I thought I was going to impress you, so I went and got pumped up at the gym. Come home, you know, I'd walk around with my old tight shirt on. <sighs> Didn't do anything for Didn't you. Didn't do anything to you. Grab. But when I put that vacuum cleaner oh. in my hand, woo -wee. There you go. That's right. She said, make that's me a calendar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She said, get that mop and hold it. <laughs> put that broom in your hand, we'll that have, vacuum cleaner. We'll have that for our next year's yes, uh, relationship right. series. We'll sell the calendars, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Okay, number two, everybody. Number two is keep your word. Keep your word. Mm -hmm. Philippians 2 and 3, look what it says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in what, everybody? Humility. Humility. Consider others better than yourself. So keeping your promises is a deposit of trust that you make into your relationships. And I want to tell you, there's nothing. You have to have trust to have love. Mm -hmm. With no trust, there is no love, everybody. And, and, okay, I want to talk to you. Everybody look at me just a second. You cannot talk yourself out of a problem you keep behaving yourself into. Let me say it again. You cannot talk yourself out of a problem you keep behaving yourself into. If you keep making promises but don't fulfill them, then, friend, it does you no good. It does you no good. What I want you to know is this, is that when you, when you begin to keep your promises and you keep your word, people will begin to listen to what you've got to say. People say, well, nobody listens to me. Well, I want to ask you, do you keep your word? If you'll keep your promises and you'll keep your word, then people want to listen to your counsel. They want to hear what you got to say. And listen, I have a friend. 
I have a friend that always keeps his promises. And you need a friend like that. So I want to introduce my friend to you. My friend is Jesus Christ. He always keeps his promises. And today I want to invite you to become friends with him like me. You know how you become friends with him? He becomes your Savior and your Lord. And so today I want to ask you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, we want to pray right now. So I want to ask everyone to bow your heads and those of you watching online as well. I want to bow your heads. And, and if you would like to receive Christ in your life right now, would you just say this prayer in your mind, not even out loud? Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Save me. I repent of my sins. I turn to you. Save me, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen, everybody. Let's Amen. give God a hand for Amen. all the people that just prayed that prayer. Amen. And remember, check it on the back of this connection card. And if you do, when you do that, we're going to send you something in the mail that will help you on your spiritual journey, even those of you that are online as well. That's right. Okay. So what are we saying, Jeff? We're saying, I, I think win-win. Come on, let's say it again. I think win-win. So number three, let's go on. Make your expectations clear. Make your expectations clear. Let's go back to Philippians 2 and 4. Each of you should, should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Again, we got to think win-win. So most relationship difficulties can be rooted in unexplained expectations or unmet expectations. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. Jeff's always transparent, so I'm gonna be a little bit transparent up here today too, is that I usually hint instead of coming right out and saying what I want. Because it's just not my personality. I'm just not that kind of person that will just come right out and say, this is what I want, this is how I want it, this is blah, 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 just one, two, three. Now he is, he's good. <laughs> but I'm not, I hint. But I have, I have learned that that doesn't work and you have to be more direct. Because I used to say, you know, that restaurant that we went to about three weeks ago, oh, that was such good food. Didn't you enjoy that, Jeff? So I'm thinking, let's get in the car, let's go and eat there so I don't have to cook tonight, right? Right? Nah, he just kept sitting there, keeps sitting there and I'm like, and then you make another hint. Man, I'm just, I've just worked so hard today. I just think, you know, and oh, wouldn't it be good if that restaurant, you know, the one and nope, nope, still didn't get it. But so I have learned that I have to say, hey, I don't wanna cook tonight, I'm tired. Let's get in the car, we're going over here to eat. Right? I understand that. I can get now, that. <laughs> to, see, to me, that seems so direct. I'm like, why can't you pick up on this? But I wasn't making my expectations clear. And we can't have win-win if one of us is always going around just hinting around what we want. Now, also, let me tell you this. One time, I made Jeff go have his hearing checked. True. I did. I did. I was like... Because it seems like, you know, you're just not getting this, you know. So he went and guess what? Perfectly fine. Hearing is great. So I found out it was my problem because this is what I do. I'm so ADD that I can start doing, you know, start talking and then I walk and do something else. And I'm still talking. But when I turned away from him and I kept talking, he didn't follow me to hear the rest of it. And I thought he's heard all this, but it was me. I was walking away. So he's perfectly fine, everybody. He can hear, 
As long as I talk directly and say exactly what I want. Yes. And it's a win-win You know what's us. so funny about that? Is that now, now because we're trying to work on this ourselves, after all these years of marriage, you have to keep working, Still everybody. Working. Then you have to keep working at it. And so now, when one of us is in another room and another one starts talking, we say, hey, I can't hear you. <laughs> and that's, that's not being rude in our house. We're like, okay, that's my signal that, well, stop what you're saying because it's important. We're going to come back and I'll be back in there in just a second. Right. So we have to make our expectations clear. Yes. And so remember, we're thinking, everybody, let's say it. I, I think win-win. I think win-win. So being clear, stating what you want. Most people are so unhappy because their expectations are unmet, but they've never described them or never said what they're expecting. So please get that. Okay, number four is this, is make good emotional deposits daily. Mm -hmm. Good emotional deposits daily. Again, it says this in Philippians 2 and 5. He says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Remember, he's talking about relationships here. Can I give you, men, can I, can I cue in on something? Men, all good deeds die at midnight. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good you, it doesn't matter what you did that day. Tomorrow's a new day. Daily, you just said that. Yeah, that's right, daily, that's right, daily. So what do I, you know, like I used to think, okay, you know, Rhonda loves quality time and of course uh, she loves acts of service. So I can remember, you know, I would, I would help her around the house and stuff and think, okay, well, that should do me for a lot of, another week or two, a couple of weeks. You know? <laughs> and then I would buy her a gift. Like, you know, like I'd buy her this, this uh, you know, nice jewelry or whatever she would like. I'd buy it like at Christmas time. And I think, okay, I'm good for another year. That doesn't work that way. All good deeds die at midnight. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to say that, that's, that's true. But, you know, men usually give you, like ours is 24 hours. Women, most women. Men, most time you can get 48 on you guys, 48 hours. <laughs> they already got us figured out, guys. That's right. <laughs> but, hey, Jeff, I got something for you. Hold up. I got some money here. Hold up. You know, Jeff, I just want to say thank you so much. The other day you took the trash out. And I just, I thank you so much for doing that for me. Yeah, Oh, yes. You You know what, Jeff? Last week's message was so good. I'm telling you, it was one of the best ones I ever heard. Thank you so much. Had nothing to do that you were part of that. Maybe, but that's okay. (laughs) Jeff, I just want to say, you know, a lot of times, most of the time after we eat, you always go in there and help me wash all the dishes. Thank you so much. That makes me feel so good when you do that. Now watch it, Ron. We got oh, a little longer here. Hold so on now. Hey, Jeff, my car is so clean today. Thank you so much for washing that car for me. I appreciate it. Jeff, this is the biggest thing of all. Thank you so much for going shopping with me and not complaining one time and for standing there while I looked through every one of those sweaters and you didn't complain one time. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> Jeff, I got to say something. The other night, you know, cooking's not my thing, and I cooked for you. And you didn't, sh- you called and said you couldn't make it home. I just want to say thanks a lot for not making it home that night. What's that all about? Why did you give it back? <laughs> what we wanted to try to show you guys is that for every, fi- for every negative, 
comment that you say, it takes five positives to make up for it. So you gotta remember that. So when you're making your deposits, the good has always got to outweigh the negative. You know, there is times that we do have certain things that come up and we mention, but we always have to make sure that that love tank, did you notice how I was words of affirmation and touch, it was filling his, his love tank. And um, anyway, for one negative, I blew it. <laughs> and that's exactly right, because if we don't remember that, if we don't remember that, you say, well, well, I did all this good stuff for you, but what you forgot is that one bomb you just dropped. <laughs> Amen. It just undone everything that you've done, all that good stuff that you've done, that one thing. And that's why the Bible is pretty clear. At what it, well, listen to what it that's says. That's right. First John 3 and 18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. So we have to... Listen, love is more than words, everybody. We say biblical love is doing good no matter how you feel. Right. And that is in your marriage as well. Biblical love is doing good no matter how you feel. Look what the Bible says again, Ephesians 4, 29. He says, when you talk, do not say what, everybody? Harmful things. You got to think before you speak. But say what people need. Words that will help others become stronger. Here we go. Watch this. Then what you say will what, everybody? What's those two words? Do good. Your words will do good to those who listen to you. As we say here, love that does no good is no good. If you're here today, you know, and you say, you know what? I love my spouse. Well, let me tell you something. If you're not doing good by what you say and your actions... If you know their love language and you say, you know what, I know what theirs is, but I'm not going to do anything to them until they start doing it for me. Right. When you say that, my friend, that is the beginning of death to your relationship. Maybe you're a teenager here today and you just say, well, I know what my parents want me to do, but I'm just not going to do it. Well, don't say you love them then because love that does no good is no good. I want to share something with you uh, that Rhonda and I do. Rhonda, would you come here? Every night, every night before we go to sleep, we, matter of fact, we get in the bed and we grab hands, we'll join hands, and we pray together. And that prayer, I can tell you exactly what Rhonda's going to pray tonight because she's been praying it for over like, like 10, 15 years. The prayer hasn't changed, the same words. And you ask me, do they get old? No, they don't get old. You know what she's going to say? She's going to say, Jeff. She's going to say, dear God, thank you for Jeff. He's a good man. He loves me. He takes care of me. He takes care of our children. He takes care of our church. He's a good man. And then tonight, Rhonda, I'll pray over you. That's right. And I'm going to say a prayer. What is my prayer I'm going to say over you, Rhonda? I'm going to say thank you, God, for Rhonda. She's a good mom. She's a good wife. And she's always taking care of our home. And God, I love you and I appreciate her. Every night. Every night. Amen. Look, what am I trying to tell you? I got to be a good man. She told me I was. <laughs> I mean, I, when I, after she says that prayer before God, in the morning when I get up, I might be agitated and aggravated. And, and listen, we still have bad days and we still have arguments, people. <laughs> and there's some days that we're like, tank what? Who cares about your tank? <laughs> you, ever, you ever had those days? Amen. <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to give you a false impression here. 
because we're teaching stuff that we're learning and we don't always right. get it right. Amen. And you just said, we have to struggle at this stuff as well, but we str we're striving to do it. But I'm telling you that prayer at, at the end of the day has changed everything. More than anything that we've, we've taught you today, it's that prayer. And the, the, more, the more that we pray together, I can tell you what, the more the conversations, the intense conversations went down. Right. I wanna challenge you today. And the one thing that we wanna leave you with, that we wanna put back in the box, in our marriage box, is what we just said. Let's say it again together, ready? I, I think win-win. It goes back in the box. When you do, it's amazing what will happen. How that God will bless your relationships. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.